Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Question mark? Maybe? Perhaps? I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. Get off your phone. <laughs> Sorry. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see these films on anyone's top ten list. But maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Carly's pick. All right, I'm ringing in the new year with 2015's Age of Adelon. Ding, ding. <laughs> ding dong, motherfucker. We went to see her friend's, her friend the other day, whose dog's name is Apollo. Creed? That's what I said. And I said, are we going to see the Prince of Punch, the Count of Monte Fisto? She didn't get it. I was she didn't like, like it at all. Um, the Master of Disaster. Her old the dog King was Stain. Zeus, exactly. and this dog is Apollo. I don't think it has anything to do with Apollo Creed. <laughs> but well, we know that sometimes that's lies because she named her cat Lizzie. After Lizzie Borden. Lizzie yes, Borden. and she claims it's Elizabeth Bennett, but we all know that that's not true. Never mind, I didn't tell you. That Rocky versus Drago that went to the theater, mm-hmm. I bought it. Oh, yeah? Did you watch it? Yeah. Nice. I watched it my son's here. Good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, he enjoyed it. Nice. You'd watch Your it. son? Why can't you say our son? Because he was son. talking to Tony. <laughs> because he's not our son. Or why doesn't he just use his name? Yeah. Why do you got to say my son? Why can't you just say <laughs> my Chris? son? It's not like Tony doesn't know you had a kid. I have a son. Oh, shit. Yeah. That is new, new information. Yeah. You like Rocky? Uh, hmm. Tony has known Cross for half of his life, just about. <laughs> half wow. of Cross's life. Because yeah. what, you guys? <laughs> we're, we're eight and a half years in, so yeah. yeah. Almost. <laughs> just almost. Which is weird, because I don't remember him. As a little kid? As a little kid. I always and, remember him as a teen. The same with Ryan. I remember him as a little kid, but I've known him longer than you have. Well, then, I didn't, then, of course, when I came over, I didn't see them much. They popped their head in and out. So He stayed most in his, mostly in his room. Yeah. He doesn't like Tony. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> All right. We well, Philly together. This That's movie true. came out in 2015, and it was written by J. 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 Mills Goodlow. Uh-huh. That's a long name. Who also wrote The Mountain Between Us, which I have not seen, but I've heard about with Idris Elba and... Kate Winslet. Okay. <laughs> and to all the boys, P.S. I Still Love You, which is uh, a Netflix movie. And it was also written by Salvador Pascowitz, Paskowitz, but he hadn't really written anything other than shorts, so I didn't write anything down for him. Hmm. Uh, it was directed by Lee Toland Krieger, who also directed Celeste and Jesse Forever and The Vicious Kind. I've never seen anything that he directed. So. <laughs> We're starring Blake Lively from the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and the Shallows, and known as Ryan Mrs. Reynolds. Mrs. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like her. I wish she had a bigger acting career, although she was in Gossip Girl forever. That's true. So um, it's I just wasn't watching what she was in. It's not like it, she wasn't in anything. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is I really wish you'd do more things that I want to watch. <laughs> yes, that is yes. exactly what I'm saying. That's a sentiment Tony regularly has. He's like, she was in this and I liked her, but I don't know. She disappeared. And I'm like, actually, she's done 50 things since then. <laughs> I, I like, want to watch her in that shark movie, but I just haven't done it yet. It's like <laughs> Imogen. I want to watch the shark movie. It's like <laughs> Imogen Poots. I love her. Oh, I yeah. love the Poots. I wish she would do more movies I was interested in seeing. She's, she tends to be in... 
some heavy or very bizarre dramas. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if I get control of the studio for actress I'm casting, let me just put it. She's going to replace uh, Blue Larson as Captain Marvel. Nice. I'm watching all right, well, Everybody welcome back to Imogen the podcast. Poots. People don't even know who Imogen Poots are unless they're on this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Poots. <laughs> My hard woots for the poots. <laughs> well, she's not in this. I was going to try to pick one of her movies, but... Be a lot cooler she was. Not anything I really wanted to watch right now. Uh, but welcome back to the podcast. I don't know if I'm saying your name right. Michael or Michelle Huseman. From the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Oh, the old potato peel and uh, get Gyllenhaal Society. What a good movie that was. <laughs> we have Harrison Ford, who's not a welcome back to the podcast. Wait a minute, Harrison Ford? Yeah, we haven't had him yet. He, he was not in the one Expendables movie that we did. And we've never done any Indiana Jones or Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> or The Fugitive. Which we should. That fucking movie's great. All you right, should pick we... Air Force One. That one is good. I think that made all the money. Air Force One. That's the thing about him. He makes good movies. <laughs> um, we could do Ender's Game. But that's not really a, a vehicle for him. We have Kathy Baker from Edward Scissorhands and Picket Fences. And then I wrote Ellen Bernstein, who was in Interstellar and Requiem for a Dream. She plays Fleming, adult, 80-year-old Fleming. <laughs> I can pick Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> yeah? You want to? I have. Daniel <laughs> I like, Craig's in it. I like Daniel Craig. I like Harrison Ford. I heard the movie wasn't that great, but I haven't seen it. So. I have. All right. Well, you this... can do Sabrina. Oh, God, that would be so it, good. Actually. Working Girl. Wait, you... is he in Working Girl? Yeah. <laughs> Sabrina <laughs> is so good. <laughs> I, Not according I, to... The impression I had was that that was one of those movies that we couldn't do. But What, Sabrina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You critic score 56. Oh. You probably could do the original as well if you wanted. <laughs> is that an Audrey Hepburn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do Blade Runner. And uh, I think Humphrey, mm. oh, we Humphrey can't. Bogart. <laughs> All right. Well, this movie had a budget of $25 million, and worldwide it grows $65.6 million. Mm-hmm. It has a 51 Medic score. It has a 7.2 on IMDb and a 55 tomato meter with a 67% audience score. I could do Temple of Doom. Nice. I could do Hollywood Homicide. I could do episode five. <laughs> I could take the day off. <laughs> I don't think he's done a horror movie ever. Uh, the Devil's Own. I don't know. All right. Well, I have two reviews while y'all finish it? looking through Harrison Ford's backlog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gail in Sedona. I I picked this re- review for you, John. Oh, gave you did? it a one out of ten in May of 2015, and she said. I went to see this to compare it to 1986's Highlander. Yeah. I was curious to compare <laughs> Oh well. Adeline's character development to that of Connor McCloud. <laughs> <There. laughs> like you do. Don't let my laughing interrupt you. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and I was like, is that fair? Because he's been alive for like a thousand years. <laughs> sure there's very much character development either way (laughs) well she said there is no character development Adeline was cold impersonal uncaring and uninteresting the story and relationship are predictable on the other hand adult audience member in April of 2015 gave it a 10 out of 10 
and said, Adeline suffers from the emotional losses of aging while not getting to look forward to the peace that mature adults know will eventually come their way. She's forced to survive, but doesn't enjoy it. She knows she'll never be able to grow old with and watches everyone grow old around her. She does not lack emotional range. She has emotional maturity and perspective. Because a lot of the bad reviews are like, she doesn't show any emotion. And they're like, yeah, but if, if you live that long at the same age, you might not either. <laughs> All right, well, what'd you think going in, John? Oh, I thought, who? <laughs> age of what? All right, what about you, Tony? Tell oh, Blake Lively, I know her. <laughs> I was like, Age of Ultron? Okay, cool. Wait, what? Be a lot of I can't pick that movie. Oh. No, I was like, I don't know what this movie is, but it's about immortality, so I'll take notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he did take notes. <laughs> well, we're according to the movie, we're not that far off, 2035. I know, I was like, ooh, that's going to that's gonna be tight. Gonna be <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make that, hopefully. What about you, Elaine? Uh, first of all, I just like let everyone on the podcast know that Star Wars Episode 4 has a 90 Metacritic score. Episode which I've never seen one. A New Hope, the first oh. one. Oh. 90? 90. I've never seen a Metacritic that high. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's crazy. At least Second. not when a movie isn't like in its first couple of days. Because in the beginning, it's always like, look yeah. at these scores! Yes. And then they drop. <laughs> but I can't believe that that movie has gotten that high a score after all this time. Um... Second of all, I was like, ooh, I've heard of that. I never actually got around to seeing it. It looked interesting. All right. And I just came across it when I was trying to find New Year's movies to pick. Because mm-hmm. I wanted a New Year's Eve movie. New and Year's Eve. There's multiple New Year's parties in this movie. <laughs> True. It is centered around New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So this movie opens with a voiceover explaining that it is December 2014 as Adeline Bowman or current alias, Jennifer Larson, is our main character, and this is the first and last chapter of her story. She picks up new identity documents and encourages the young man who forged them for her not to uh, waste his potential or get caught, because it's a felony. He's like, are you a cop? And she's like, I am absolutely not. But uh, don't waste your potential, and if you are gonna, don't get sloppy. <laughs> the detail. She calls him Jeff. My name's Tony. She's a bit like the mentalist. Well, because she notices things? Yes. A little Sherlock Holmesy. Yeah. The way she puts things together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yes, there's lipstick on your collar. <laughs> <laughs> there's paint on your hands. And those baseballs in your room were made out to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> she goes home and talks to her dog, Reese, about the new farm that they're getting ready to move to. And then goes to work at the San Francisco library where she works in the archives. She gets assigned to work on preparing the newsreels to be digitized. So we get a little info dump while she's looking at the newsreels. Mm-hmm. And we see the story of her history. So she was the first baby born in 1908 in San Francisco. In 1929, she married a young engineer who was working on the Golden Great Bridge Project. Three years later, they had a baby girl named Fleming. In 1937, 10 workers died on the bridge. One of them was her husband. 10 months later, she became immortal. <laughs> like you do. She was and it a- explains how she became immortal through some j- mumbo-jumbo <laughs> fake science. Or real science. We don't know. It's not 2035. That's true. Well, the part about telomeres is real, but not the freezing lightning that we know of yet. 
Well, she was in a car accident. Her car went into the water. There was a freak snowfall that night in Sonoma County, California. She, her core body temperature got down to like 87 and then lightning struck the car and that, the, that had a threefold consequence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she, um, it restarted her heart. It jolted her out of her anoxic state and based on some scientific principle discovered in 19 or no, 2035, it stopped her from aging. So and I hope they don't find that because the world will be even more crowded. Because mm -hmm. by 2035, there'll be, what, 10 billion people on the planet? <laughs> oh. Well, for a while, I don't even know how long does it take her to notice, you know? <laughs> yeah, probably. It would probably take a couple of years before you realize, like, wow, I'm not really getting old. <laughs> yeah. Especially at 29. I mean, she could be like 35 before she realizes everybody around her is, is really starting to look older and she's not. Yeah. So uh, for a while, it doesn't matter. Cause some people, like Paul Rudd, you know, they just kind of look the same for a while, you mm -hmm. know. And it's not until she's in her forties that that people really start to question. She gets pulled over, and the police officer's like, "I don't think this is your driver's license. I'm going to take it to the station, and you can bring your birth certificate to prove your identity." And uh, a friend, when she's with her daughter, who's now in college, mm -hmm. they see somebody who just cannot believe. How does she look exactly the same? And she's like, it's a face cream from France. <laughs> and then she decides she's going to have to go on the run. Because now it's getting, it's getting to a point where people don't believe her anymore. <laughs> now they think she's a vampire or something. So she changes her identity and moves back to San Francisco to take a clerical job at a medical school so she can research and try to figure out why she doesn't age. And I imagine that would be a little scary. Like, people are starting to notice that I haven't changed, and I've noticed that I haven't changed, but I have no idea why. Yeah. <laughs> I start to dye my hair gray. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she can't figure it out. And after about a year of searching, she gets picked up by the FBI for questioning. And they tell her they're going to run some tests. Yeah. And so they get out at where the plane is. And she escapes from the car and flees. And she's been on the run ever since. I feel like it's... So she climbed out through the trunk. Which nowadays, there's you can always get out of any trunk. But you used to not be able to. Mm -hmm. They used to be able to lock you in a trunk. And this is <clears throat> in, what, the 40s? Yeah. Mm -hmm. During McCarthyism, I don't think they would have a trunk that has that emergency release latch in there. Mm -hmm. I feel like she wouldn't be able to get out. <laughs> and I would have climbed over the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that movie, that guy, Fahuk, was stuck in the trunk. That's true. <laughs> and he had to calm the Fahuk down. I think he was also taped up, though. That's true. Mm. She meets up with Fleming and gives her a ring and says... She watched the gentleman. She's like, I'm pretty hey. sure that was her wedding ring. Like, I think so. All yeah. the time. <laughs> she's like, the next time you see we me, I'll have a new identity, and you'll have to start introducing me to people as your friend. I'll always be your mom, but publicly, you're just friends. <laughs> and then she vows that every 10 years, she's going to get a new job, new identity, change her look, everything's brand new. 
and she will never tell anybody. Which about would have been her easy condition. up until about the time of the internet. <laughs> Which this yeah. is the thing too. When she gets quick. the yeah. fake idea in the beginning, he says twenty nine. You know, you could go a little bit younger than that. Which you think she would, because mm-hmm. by the time she gets to forty, it's really suspicious. So if she went twenty five to thirty five, it would be true. a lot less suspicious than twenty nine to thirty nine. That's true. You're right. Because once you get your thirties, your age kind of you rapid you start to age a lot more rapidly. But pretty much you look. Very similar from like 22 to 32. Mm-hmm. And she's a person that with the right makeup could pass as late 30s. Like she has, yeah. she just has one of those faces where she, do her makeup one way, she could look 22. Do her makeup yeah. another way, she could look 42. So I'm surprised <laughs> she actually, her stuff says 29 and she didn't go a little bit. Yeah, she, I probably would have and I would have made 29 kind of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least go down three or four years. Most people can go up or down a couple years, and you'd be like, oh. I could be 19. Yes. (laughs) But if if somebody said, how old are you, and you said 37, (laughs) they'd believe you. But if you Mm -hmm. also said 45, they would also believe you. Wow, you look young. I mean, I've gone out with Tony, and he got carded, and I didn't. (laughs) John and I went out with some people from jujitsu recently and <laughs> there's this kid he's not really a kid he's 22 and he's his him and his wife got carded and we did not <laughs> and i look right at the waitress and i was like mm-hmm. she goes, no. <laughs> whenever they do card me it throws me off i'm like oh hold on <laughs> i mean to be fair i wasn't prepared if i was ever said, like yes give me your idea as well <laughs> she looked right in the windows of the soul was like no uh, so, to be fair we've known this kid no, for you old like bastard. Get away from me. so like to us he's still 16 <laughs> but he's a grown-ass man he's married Marine, damn it. Somebody married that kid. He's a Marine. He goes out and <laughs> does Marine shit. Well, apparently for the last 60 years, she has kept hard and fast to her rules and she had one moment of weakness. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie is amazing. Wow. <laughs> well, it's New Year's Eve and she's going to a party at a fancy hotel. She's only been there once for a New Year's Eve party. And it was ages ago, you know, like during World War Two. <laughs> during there's a she got the reference picture with her in it on the wall at the hotel, and she's wearing the same dress. Yeah, which was a beautiful dress. <laughs> I'd wear that too, man. So she's looking at a picture of herself wearing the same dress from mm-hmm. 1940, yeah. whatever, <laughs> and nobody noticed. Well, it was a black and white picture. And honestly, that dress I thought was black. And then it's not. It's red. And <laughs> But, I mean, it's just a thing. Yeah, I guess. Unless, I, maybe you probably wouldn't even notice unless you're looking for it. And I mean, unless you're inspecting all the photos on the walls and then looking at all the guests. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess when you think about it is, if I was to look at a picture... And you know it's from that time frame. You wouldn't even put in your mind that someone yeah. at that age looking like that I, is in the room. You wouldn't. She's there because her longtime friend, Reagan, is playing the piano for the party. Her friend is blind and does not understand how come every time she's with Jenny slash Adeline, they always get hit on by these, like, 30-year-old guys. Because <laughs> she doesn't know that her friend, who openly tells her they're the same age, definitely doesn't look that aged. Which is a creative way to have a long-term friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so while they chat with one such young man, who is a painter, whose family comes from money, and this is when she does that... The Sherlock Holmes thing. <laughs> um, Jennifer... Well, she's less douchey about it. ...has a shared <laughs> moment with a man who has just entered the party. Their timer's went on. They did. Or his <laughs> timer. Her timer's frozen. Because <laughs> <laughs> the battery died. It went sure. like... His went off. His went off. <laughs> Clearly, he looked at her. His timer went off, but hers didn't go off because it's frozen in amber. She's not wrong. What is in that drink you got? Sweet tea from the Chick Fil A. <laughs> so, as they're gazing at one another from across the room, uh, they are interrupted by a woman who goes up to him and gives him a kiss on the cheek. And uh, she's and like, she oh. seems a little disappointed. Because she wanted to do what the kids call um, hibbity dibbity. Maybe. <laughs> Whacking the tally. Tony made a comment. He's like, so maybe you don't fall in love, but you gotta get some every now and then. I mean, again. come on. <laughs> You're not banging. What, what do you want to live forever for? I don't know. Maybe she's kind of selective because, you know, birth control is not 100% effective mm-hmm. and she already had one kid that's going to die on her. <laughs> Can she get pregnant? Uh, we don't know. Presumably, her body is exactly the same as it was when she was 29. So Perhaps. I would say yes. Just doesn't age, right? Mm-hmm. So she's... Mm-hmm. But we don't know what's frozen. Maybe she doesn't get periods anymore. But I imagine she Who doesn't she may regularly go to the doctor and... Well, here's a question. <laughs> so when a woman is born, you are born with all of the eggs you're ever going to have. Yes. Mm-hmm. And once they're gone, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if she's like 80 years old right now, presumably yeah. they're gone. That's true. So that is true. She might not have any eggs. She's over 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's My guess is she's out. Yeah, yeah, you're true. you're probably correct. <laughs> she, yeah, right? That but would make sense. But she doesn't hit menopause because she doesn't get all the changes. Yes, but she's still well, out of eggs. Right, right. <laughs> so she can't get pregnant. Unless maybe she doesn't menstruate. She might. She just can't well, get pregnant. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't menstruate if you don't have any eggs. Right. That mm-hmm. automatically stops. That's what menopause is. Right. So, so she could go through menopause. But she'd eat, be like 29. She probably went through menopause 40 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. It probably just wasn't that difficult for her because... She was 29. She can't age. <laughs> I mean, I guess that would be much easier on you if you're 29. So, so perhaps the hormone fluctuations weren't that bad. The hormones. It's just because she can't age. I mean, they don't ever say she doesn't get sick. So I'm going to go with she cannot get pregnant. She does scar. Yeah, she does scar. She scars, but she can't get pregnant because she's out of eggs. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Science the shit out of that one. And, well, we don't have to get into that one. <laughs> well, Tony's about to get... Uh, I was going to say, when you menstruate, it's the re- removal and regeneration of the... Uterine lining. Uterine lining. Please extra- ex- so continue she to explain to, menstruation to me. Well, I'm just saying, so she... <laughs> Sorry. She doesn't stop, right? She can scar and stuff, so... Yes, but so you she, only... she would have run about eggs then. Yeah. So yes. she's infertile. But the only reason you menstruate is because of the egg release. Right. Because you're preparing the womb. this is for the listeners. So if you don't have any <laughs> eggs, your body wouldn't... DJ, are you getting this? Menstruate. Right, but I'm There's just saying... There's a test afterwards. Yes. If she can be hurt and she heals. Yes. And, so she probably did go through all of her <laughs> I'm sure. Well, we want your opinions on this. Yes, I want men, many men's opinions on menstruation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Not only women menstruate. I saw this. This is on one of those liberal things. They said okay. men can menstruate. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was As very confusing. countdown to the new year happens, she goes out in the hallway and gets her annual happy birthday phone call from Flooded. Afterward, a man tries to do the, hey, if you're here by yourself. 
she also cuts her hair. Myself. So her hair grows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then we should kiss because it's the new year. And she's like, nah. <laughs> Looked at him and said, how about no? <laughs> but she wouldn't have any teeth. <laughs> because your teeth don't regenerate. And, and uh, maybe she takes really good but care of them. But they don't decay. You take really good care of them. But no, they don't do, decay. Though. But they will. No, but if she's ageless, her teeth don't decay. She probably doesn't even have to brush. Well, your teeth don't decay necessarily because you get old. Your teeth decay because you eat shitty and, and acids and stuff eat your teeth up. I really have no idea. Right, but I'm just saying. <laughs> she, she like, I, remember, I remember somebody on a podcast was talking about it where they were talking about they had to get all this dental work done and the and the and you talked to the dentist about it and the dentist was like, well, people aren't supposed to live this long, so that's why when you're older, you tend to have to get dental work done because your teeth are only supposed to last you for like 40, 50 years. But in your 70s and stuff, your teeth are like, look, man, you've been eating acid and fucking sugar for 100 years. What do you want from me? You know? They actually say that. They say, yeah, what do you want from me? You have to have a hat, sit down with your teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they say, I bet you like GoBots. Say your favorite line from that movie. Shit. Um, no, my favorite line of the movie is I once did a guy in Laos. Nice. <laughs> Rifle shot high wind. Mm-hmm. You see you say that, but I think that's a dangerous liaison weekend at Bernie situation. You claim your favorite line is I once did a guy in Laos. No, I but say your that actual favorite line is I bet you like GoBots. No, I say that line a lot. Actually, I said it to Tony while you were gone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So she goes back into the party to tell Reagan that she's going home. She's too old for this. And then gets on the elevator. And the man from earlier, whose timer went off. Puts his hand in at the last second. Ellis. He tried to see if that would break his timer, but it didn't. (laughs) I think this guy would be a good name more. This guy? Mm -hmm. Ellis. He might. He looks like him. Mm -hmm. A little bit. And I'm sorry, uh, a guy with a beard named Ellis? Come on. Mm. Come on. Booby. Booby. I'm your white knight. You don't get it. No, I don't. Die hard. (laughs) The character of Ellis. It's been a while since I saw that. But it's Christmas. <laughs> I watched it like a week ago. <laughs> I don't remember Tony watching it. This guy was in Game of Thrones, <laughs> by the way. Yes. Okay. But he was he also was in Dario in the <laughs> Yes, that's also true. He was also in the miniseries Harley and the Davidsons. He was also in Game of Thrones. That's what I she just said. Oh, that. I wasn't listening to her. Oh, thanks. I'm still going through teeth and menstruation. Oh my God. <laughs> Those are two things I don't want to think together. All right. So they venture a little as the elevator you, goes you down. You shed your teeth every, every month. Teeth menstruation. And teeth he stration. wants to see her again or at least be able to reach her. But she just says, Happy New Year, Ellis. It's been an adventure meeting you. Aww. And lets the cab drive away. So basically she says, oh, that's so Fuck weird. off. Elaine, you want to get in the conversation here? Yeah, because I'm looking at this guy's IMDb, and he was in the movie World War Z, and guess what his character name was? Ellis. Yes. (laughs) It's weird. Okay, I'm paying attention. All right, so the next day, she has a meal with uh, Fleming to celebrate her birthday. During lunch, they talk about how this identity is about to expire. So she's uh, about to move to the farmhouse in Oregon, and she's going to be a new person. (laughs) No more Jennifer Larson. Um, so she's like, look, and Fleming's like, actually, I'm thinking of moving too. There's a lot of stairs where I live, and, and people my age are starting to fall. And uh, I heard about this retirement home in Arizona. And Adeline's like, but I picked Oregon so that you could spend more time together. Why doesn't she just together? move to Arizona instead? <laughs> Why do you guys stay in California? Just move to Arizona. 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's a whole other state. That's better for you. You already got your credentials. It's fine. Just change your mind. You're fucking rich. You bought Xerox. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Oh, so I guess the I did plan like that. was. She's that... like, this new company, it's Greek. What's it called? Xerox. <laughs> Might be an up and comer. It's called mm-hmm. EX or Xerox. No, it's Greek. It's Xerox. <laughs> <laughs> But she, I guess the plan was she'll move here she and when Fleming can't. She bought this thing called Apple. Yeah, <laughs> Fleming be needs close. help. She'll move in with her and and she'll be with her until Fleming is gone because she's over 80 now. Yeah. It's better than her slipping and falling and breaking her hip. Nobody's mm-hmm. there. But, uh. Look at that thing. How about falling Now Fleming has decided she's going to move to Arizona. Or it looks like it. <laughs> when she goes back to work, she learns that there has been a donor. Uh, who's bringing in $50,000 worth of first editions of his own personal collection and donating them to the library. And it's Ellis. <laughs> Ellis? And then he goes and gets all creepy. <laughs> but first he gives her flowers. He gives her flowers. <laughs> this is the second... Best. Fucking creative flower gifting ever. <laughs> I wrote... Welcome back to the podcast, Clever Flowers. Yes. <laughs> because he gives her books where flower is in the title, mm-hmm. and it's lovely, and it's thoughtful, and <laughs> that's... It's not like that. Shields up. Um, Damn dogs. But I was like, them off. that's so sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all so creepy because he's found out where she works. When I bought Elaine flowers, I got a bread flower and white flower. She didn't think it was cute. That's because that wasn't actually for me. <laughs> it was for you. I got you flowers. Did you make me bread? I'm working on it. <laughs> I will make you bread Saturday. With, with your flowers. Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he already had seen her new before year, new bread. and knew she worked here before he met her at the party. Because he's on the board. Yeah. And he saw her when he was coming out of a meeting. But he wants her to accept the books on behalf of the library and be in the photo. And she says, no. <laughs> like, I don't like my picture being taken. He's like, but you look great. She's like, it's not about that. I just don't like my picture being taken. And he's like, well, how about I just don't donate the books? Damn. And she's like, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> but she doesn't know him. Um, and he's like, how about this? If you won't be in the photo, which, I mean... He doesn't know she's not in charge. It wasn't her that yeah. heard about this. What about her boss? <laughs> See? He's like, I want that pretty lady over there that I think is hot to be in the photo. And he's like, have, uh, go out with me tomorrow and I'll still donate the books. Yeah, that's awful. If <laughs> you liked a girl and she made it clear that she didn't want her picture taken, it's not that, it's that she specifically doesn't want her picture taken. Would you perhaps assume that maybe she was trying to hide her identity somehow? Yes. I instantly, I would instantly assume abusive marriage. I thought that more than once. Every time she's like, how did you get my address? Yes. I don't give out my address. He never, he never thinks that. He never, he never comes up <laughs> a conversation, he's... he never acts that. She also... She writers of this movie her personal information all she has to all. do is say you don't know about my past i'm very private for a reason just infer to it a little bit so that this guy stops asking all these questions but he's too puppy loved out and he's creepy yes, so he's very, very creepy, creepy but he's hot so it, they movies they let it slide 
I will say, I listened to two podcast episodes about this movie, and both of them were like, it was not okay. (laughs) I I find, okay. And they were all women. It wasn't. How about, (laughs) I don't donate. Well, how about you go fuck yourself? (laughs) This is the thing, too, because we just watched that last movie where the rich guy was also creepy. But the difference for me one is a comedy and one is a drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes this creepier. Mm-hmm. And the other difference is, even though he was, in the last movie, he was sending her exact extravagant gifts, but to her office. Like, we never saw him go to her, go to her, her no. home or call her a million times. Like, he only approached her at work in public places. And he donated stuff. Like, he bought some school buses and he bought some laptops for the yeah. school. But I mean, I guess technically you're helping the kids, but but like he it's not for you, it's for the kids. Yeah, but he's not approaching her only in public no, he places. Is, he is straight up stalking her, <laughs> and like stopping the elevator the way he did and the cab. Those are that's really well, she violent. Even, she even says she's like, "Why are you following me to the cab so you can find out where I live?" And he's yeah, like, damn. Like she's always kind of hinting yeah. that well, she has she's on the run that she's on the run because yeah. the CIA will, <laughs> CIA will dice her up like fucking ET because they want to know immortality. It's very strange. All right, yeah. continue on. All right, so she's like fine. He says he'll take her somewhere she's never been before, and she's like, well, if it's in San Francisco, then that's unlikely. But he does. He takes her underground, <laughs> and it turns out that this is real. When people came for the gold rush, a lot of them came in boats, and they just left them. And then they went to where the gold was, and they never came back for their boats. He's E.T. I know. <laughs> He's a creepy little turd. Wow. Just like E.T. Wow. Enjoy sleeping on the couch outside of Carl. Wow. Wow. So I read a little I think thing a creepy little turd. about how... Um, like people would buy a plot mm-hmm. and it had this boat on it and they would just like fill it with dirt and shit because they were making it land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now parts of downtown San Francisco are on top of these boats and they were digging for underground utilities and they started to discover boats that are left over from when people came over for the gold rush. And that is true and it's a real thing. <laughs> That's weird. He was in the trivia. <laughs> And I Googled it, too. Because <laughs> I was like, well, that's weird. Because <laughs> you don't trust the IMDb Tribune? <laughs> no. I was, sometimes I get a little interested. I want to read a little bit more. <laughs> like, I like where this is going. Let's keep they going. Found, yeah. uh, they found boats under the World Trade Center when they cleaned it up. Baby boats? No, like ships. <laughs> Real boats. Not just for babies. <laughs> Unless they were really big babies. They were <laughs> giant babies. Maybe it was full of a bunch of babies. Because they're Nephilim babies. <sighs> Could have been like the Noah's Ark of Babies. So it turns out that Ellis is also on the board of the San Francisco Historical Society, but they'll let anybody on that board. Yeah. And she's like, so is this what you do? You're just on the boards of a bunch of different things? And he's like, well, I uh, got lucky in college. I created an algorithm that my roommate realized could be used in economics, and we we made a company, and we sold it, and he retired to Fiji, and I do this. (laughs) So he's he's made his fortune, and now he just pursues his interests. Preserving historical stuff, which is not bad. I would do that. Well, not preserving uh, Pers- historical stuff. Pursue your interests. I'd pursue my interests. I'd have some weird shit. What are your interests? <laughs> we'll find out. I have some weird shit. 
I have like a, a full life size Deadpool. <laughs> I have to have another house that I go to every day, just full of shit. So you would turn into Ned's your house. least favorite character. From the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love my least favorite bed. character because he was creepy and awkward towards that woman. It was not okay what he did to her. <laughs> Tom's already married. So. Can I have a battle axe? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but you can't call me the battle axe. Deal. All right. But I might have a whole other house just full of weird shit that I go to every time. Or just shit. dig a house under your house so you can have a back cave. See, now that's what's called forward thinking. All right. So he asks about and he her. He the club. And she's like, like the, well, the I'll I have be in a my dog. secret library. I have a dog and I have to go back to work. <laughs> and he's like, but we haven't had lunch. And she's like, I only get an hour. <laughs> I mean, it is a job. <laughs> yes. I can't just take off for the rest of the day because you wanted to show me the boats before lunch. So I never left. I, I thought he was going to hand her a sandwich. I love when he gets in, when he gets the Iron Maiden and he's like, Alfred, he's, I'll take the stairs. <laughs> he kind of about Batman? Yes, yeah. Apparently. All right. Batman so. <laughs> uh, returns. As he's walking her I also back that recently. to work. Great stuff. He, uh, she tells him that she's moving soon because she's like, dude, you keep, you know, you seem interested in me and that's nice. I'm leaving. But I'm leaving. Stop stalking. And he's like, I tell you what, if I tell you a joke and you laugh, then you have to go out with me one more time before you move. And he tells her. It was her, a good joke. Uh, was it? The worst joke she's ever heard, she says. <laughs> but she laughed. She does laugh. It's about a horse that playing baseball that can bat and nope. can shortstop but cannot pitch. Yeah, you ever heard about a horse pitching? Come on. Come on. And he's like, dinner, Tuesday, 8 o'clock, my place. Nope. Like, New. 8 o'clock? <laughs> I'm going to your that place always throws and eating me food off. you prepared and drinking drinks that you set up, Creeper. Did you ever yeah, see the perfect yeah, guest? No. The perfect <laughs> toast? The perfect yeah. toast. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> Watch out for that conga line around 2 a.m. Um, no, I'd be like, no, it'll be yeah, 6 p.m. at a restaurant, restaurant for the people. Yeah, no. a normal hour. This is only our I second date. The next day. It's a fucking Tuesday. Yeah, this is our, only our second date, and you want me to go to your house. Negative. I'm not even sure I want to have more than a drink with you, dude. Like, no, we're going to go to Subway at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it does. This relationship So I could watch them make the food. We're having scones Well, but maybe she just wanted to get his... You know, maybe she needed some hibbity dibbity. She just wanted some hibbity dibbity before she moves to Oregon. Yeah, but there's other ways to do that, and then put yourself at risk. She's an attractive young lady. Well, she's certainly lady. not inviting him back to her, to her house. That's she could true. just go she to any random a, bar and be like, "Yeah, but she, she likes the money. cut she of his jib." For hibbity and dibbity. <laughs> so then we see. Like her. I'm gonna have the house just for my weird Deadpool life size Deadpool. Yeah, because if you put him in the big house, I'll, he'll scare me. <laughs> she has and I will have a life size Georgie. But I leave oh, right by the door so you'll never come in. I'm just kidding, honey. I would never oh, do that. I don't, need, I don't need to go in your secret lair of Oh, you toys. got to. You got to come play. I don't. You got to come play. Tony has to work every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you're a rich millionaire, you could just pay him to hang out and be your Alfred. No. That's, that's he does not no. want to be Alfred. No. <laughs> yeah, but John wouldn't actually make him cook or clean. No. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably to John's benefit. He would benefit. just be like... <laughs> Really, Tony? Grilled, you toast, to, grilled cheese again? <laughs> I'm not you a have to good pay cook. somebody to come hang out with you. We're not really your friend. No, but this you chicken would... is not very good, Tony. I'm not a good cook. You just store them <laughs> in a, in a, a drawer of your playhouse when you're not. No. I didn't go to butler school. <laughs> All but right. Actually, I'll cook. <laughs> yeah. Probably better. So cooker. we see her go to the bank to add a new identity to her account. Unless you like omelets. I'm not like making me an omelet. It's and weird that they didn't omelets. ask where the person was. 
Next time we do breakfast and a podcast, you're on. I'll do it. I don't know what's required to add a person to your account. Do they have to be there in person? I think um, you just need their social security number. Nowadays, you can do it all online. Yeah, yeah. so I feel like... And then, I mean, uh, that's when we learn... How are on this account? I'm, I'm I mean, assuming probably, Fleming. Yeah. Her, uh-huh. At least a and few her. of her aliases. And then, yeah. That's how she's transferring money. It well, seems like, like she would have to seven. move accounts periodically because this account's been open for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my I guess know, is though, that cause... after a while, so my guess is that she adds them to the account, and then they move the account from this bank to this bank under this new name. Yeah, because yeah. I was say the Rothschilds. There's people that have had money for a hundred years. That's because, true. But they're, but, but like they're said, moving they it. multiple accounts. So multiple check rents. this out. So I have an account. I add Tony to it. Tony opens up another account in another bank, takes all of my money, puts it in that account. What crime has he committed? Nothing. He hasn't because I've added him to the account. He's an owner on the account. Mm-hmm. So, friends. Which is, which is how I was always going to... This is your, your which, weekly tip from your local jazz triangle. Because <laughs> I talked to a, a guy that worked with a friend of mine as an accountant and stuff, and I was like, so what do you do if you win a billion dollars and you want to give all your friends money? Because well, you don't give them money because they'll tax them. What you do is you open a million joint accounts and put them on them. Just <laughs> take what you want out of them. <laughs> exactly. I, don't that, I don't know if that necessarily works. I don't know anymore. if you have a billion. We know whatever you're just like, doing. This is the party fund. Yeah, could <laughs> be like, all right, I'm adding you all five of you to this party fund. Yeah, take what you want. Um, if you guys spend it in a day, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. If or, you spend a little bit, but if I give is, you a million dollars, you're interest. getting taxed. This a million is the other. Ways. This is the other thing I don't understand about when you give people money. Why don't you just figure that into the amount that you're giving them? <laughs> what with the tax? We want to give you a million yes. dollars. So you give a million dollars go- plus tax. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why don't people just do that? <laughs> I want to give you a million dollars, so I'm going to give you two. And when I give it to you, you're going to come with me to my accountant, so we can pay the taxes. George, <laughs> and then what happens after that is on you, dude. George Clooney did that one year. He gave like his six best friends that weren't rich a million dollars. But he paid the taxes too. Like He's why? Like, like if I've he lives got in California too. So. If I've got one hundred and thirty million dollars and I want to give you a million dollars, I can thir- certainly pay the taxes. <laughs> what the fuck? Why are people like that? Or everybody's like, well, you well, you can't just give money because then they gotta pay taxes. Yeah, but yeah, we but could figure that into. No, the, the problem is that you give somebody. So I give you a million dollars. You don't pay the taxes on it. You spend. A million dollars. Now they say, hey, where's my taxes? And you go, uh-oh, I'm out of money, so now i got to go get more money from you. Yeah. The problem I... is, why do you have to pay so much fucking taxes? Because <laughs> you're paying taxes when you get the money, then everything you buy is getting taxed, mm-hmm. and then you're getting taxed at the end of the year. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right, libertarian. I'm just saying. All right. So... Because, because the uh, politicians who don't make any money, who just keep taking yours, need more money. Exactly. That's why there's so many millionaires in uh, Congress. Mm-hmm. That insider trade. So this is where okay we learned that... And kickbacks. That she invested in Xerox. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, it's not gonna, you're not gonna see anything for a while. She says, I can be patient. <laughs> but that's still, honestly, it's not like she had a vision of the future. She had forethought on that, so good for her. Yeah. That was smart. I wonder she's how many been companies, wise with her money. I wonder how many companies she invested in that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Because for, if you invest in Xerox and like five ones that don't make it, that one really made it. So yeah. it covers <laughs> the other five. <laughs> yeah. And presumably, yeah, she just, she. She seems to be spending her seeming immortality by learning things and doing things. She's learned all those languages. languages She's traveled a bunch. But what would you do with immortality? I don't know. I would be like only lovers left alive, trapped in my house, surrounded by all my books. (laughs) She would read all the books. I'd be the Highlander. You would be the one. I feel like I would be like the lady in that who comes to visit her husband and 
only it's reversed. So you're the you're what's her name, and I'm um, Cumberbatch, and <laughs> I'm trapped in my house and afraid to go out. Or and you're, you're off living your life, and you just come see me every ten years. And you'd be like, you're still here. <laughs> dust yourself off, woman, and I'll be like, but, but I got a puzzle going. <laughs> like this, you've had this same puzzle going for 30 years. So this puzzle is actually that. worth $100 million now. <laughs> I think I Picasso that. signed it. <laughs> yeah, I had him over for tea. Oh, my goodness. So, Hitler. Well, I I, that like was I bad, would, you know. I would travel a lot, really which I'm bad. sure she did in for a while. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I kind of feel like you would... You would learn a bunch of stuff. You might get a job. You I mean, imagine if you followed the stocks while. from yeah. the beginning of stocks. Eventually, you'd probably pick up some things. You know. Yeah. It, well, the key, you know, you got to you're, you're trending. You're ch- uh, tracking trends on all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stock market, like back then, there was a lot of companies that didn't make it. But if you hit one or two that really make it, you're okay. I feel like, though, because we know that she does invest in stuff when he was talking about his algorithm, she might have known what it was. <laughs> Maybe. She and might she not plays, have known what it was, but she did it. <laughs> she plays dumb a lot in the movie just because. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think she's, um, I think she's really smart. No, I know. Yeah, I think but it'd be hard it to explain your level of smartness. For a 29-year-old woman. I just don't know. <laughs> Speak just... all these languages. You know about all this stuff. Like, how do you learn all this stuff? You're only 29. I just don't know how much. frequency hopping. She was in her mid-20s. Yes. She knew one. She invented one thing. She didn't know everything about everything. No, she was really smart. That was really. Yes. That was she... a hell of a thing to do. Never mind. Keep okay. on going. So, anyway. Now we go to Ellis's place, and we learn that another thing that he is pursuing now that he's made his fortune is renovating his place himself. And his place is huge, <laughs> so it's going to take him a very long time. Um, he makes her sausage. Then <laughs> <laughs> he gave her sausage he too. Makes her a ballpark <laughs> prank. And then they sit and watch. He he like in the building next door is a ballroom dance studio and they sit and watch people dance for a while. This which guy's is a, a cool creeper. but yes. That's very voyeuristic, <laughs> but a cool view. This is guy's a fucking well, creeper. So how long are you doing that? Ooh. They make it seem like it was the rest of the night. I'm like, I don't want to watch other people. Class it, is only probably well, an hour long. Yeah. They they didn't she didn't arrive until a little after eight because he started to think she wasn't coming. <laughs> and she said she had a hard time getting a cab. So well, that's she what he says, but he was following her. After so. eight. And he wasn't done cooking yet. So if class ended at nine, hour? they did this for 20 minutes. <laughs> I, also love, I also love in movies where guys will be like, come over to my house and I'll cook you dinner. Or let's go out to eat and I'll order your food for you. It's like, do you know, am I allergic to shit? Do you know I don't yeah, eat shit? She could be that? vegan. Yeah. <laughs> She could be allergic to shrimp, and you made this big She was only vegan in that one, you know, 30-year period. Yeah. <laughs> She's back on the meat because she figured, what the hell do I care? I can't die. I would think it would be romantic if you ordered for me in a restaurant. I was like, when I saved that dude's... Really? Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what I order, you're like, I wasn't going for that. <laughs> At Will's uh, mm-hmm. wedding, he, he had that shrimp dip. Yeah. And he was like, eating, his friend's sitting there eating, and he goes, man, I love all this stuff. I can eat anything but shrimp. And he put his hand in there, and I said... I believe there's shrimp in that. <laughs> he's like, what? And he goes, well, is there shrimp in this? Yeah. You almost killed me. <laughs> it was hilarious. All Thanks, right. man. Tony's a good best man. Or whatever. <laughs> Tony's a good... Saved my life. That's he funny. tells her that his dad discovered a comet that was supposed to pass the Earth in 1981, but still hasn't. Yeah. 
but periodically they still look for it. Um, and uh, they enjoy the ballroom dancing. And then he tells her about the first time he saw her, and he wanted to know more about her. And then they bone. <laughs> and then we wake up the next day. Get a fade to black. Yep. And he doesn't want to let go of her in bed. And she's like, you're holding me hostage? And he's like, will you ever come back? She doesn't answer. <laughs> That's it. So I guess it wasn't that good. And uh, she helps him with a phone call much in better. Portuguese <laughs> about the rainforest. And he's like, she's amazing. <laughs> I kind of like that. She's leaving and she's like, that's not even close. Give me the phone. <laughs> and I tell you, she was legit speaking Portuguese and it is a language that I wouldn't mind learning. If I was immortal, I would learn it. <laughs> you, know, you, you could learn it now if you want. I know, but I... Take an hour a day, you could learn it in about six months. But I've been saying I wanted to learn it for 20 years and it hasn't happened, so... <laughs> then you really don't want to learn it. It's just a beautiful language. The problem, the problem with learning any language is... You have to if speak you can't it. use it, right. you'll forget it. So yeah. now you speak Portuguese. None of us speak yeah, Portuguese. I started to learn and... sign language at work. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm 100% sure that there is something on the internet that will connect you with people yeah. who just want to chat from mm-hmm. another country. And you could have a phone friend in Amanda Portugal or that. Brazil <laughs> or something where you just... There's probably a group chat in with the them. area where they get together and speak, speak Portuguese, Portuguese to each other. Just to do it, yeah. yeah. Like, there's a bunch of dudes from Brazil who live in the area. True. If you go there and just start talking to them in Portuguese, they'd probably really enjoy that. <laughs> if I wanted to learn Portuguese, I could just start talking to my Uncle Bruce. <laughs> he lived in Manaus for more than 20 years. He'd probably wow. really enjoy that because I doubt he, he speaks Portuguese He just moved back now. to the States in the, in the summer, at the beginning of the summer. Which is very strange for his wife and his kids because they all... This is the first time they've ever been in the United States, other than like random trips here for a week here, a week there, and now they live in I think in Massachusetts, outside Boston. That's very different. (laughs) I know. Imagine going from living on the equator to Massachusetts. No thanks. Oh God, I bet they hate winter. (laughs) (laughs) This is bullshit. I'm going back down to Brazil. (laughs) Like winter is coming every year. You know, like uh, Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh. They're the kids, and you know, it's July. They're wearing coats. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is bullshit. <laughs> when my when I was little, and Uncle Bruce would visit, and my cousin Jossie would come, she'd be wearing pants and sweatshirts in July. It'd be ninety degrees out, and she'd be chilly mm-hmm. because it wasn't hot, hot. Mm-hmm. Well, in the cab, she passes by a spot, at where she uh, ghosted the a former love of hers. He sat there. And she could see he was holding a ring box, and she told the cab to keep on driving. <laughs> Ouch. And I guess she's starting to have feelings for Ellis, and this is reminding her that she has had feelings for a fella in the past. Wow. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. Later. So. <laughs> Later on. We'll get to it. Not today, but another day. She comes home, and her dog is sick, and she has to rush him to the vet. His kidneys are failing, and she has to put him to sleep. And I was like, Carly's making me watch a dead dog movie. I know. I was like, oh, my God, a oh dead my dog. God. Mm-hmm. Like, not only that, is later we see a whole book full of dead dogs. And apparently, she she buys from the... this family of dogs, and she <laughs> they're all each other's great-grandparents. This might have the most dead dogs in it. Until we do all dogs go to heaven. 
or 21 down, 101 Dalmatians. They're they like, they don't die. Well, they're all dead by now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, well, yes. they're cartoon characters. We do see her looking at pictures <laughs> at. of all of her old dogs, and we hear Ellis leave her another voicemail. <laughs> As he says, it's not the first. <laughs> that so. is actually the least creepy thing that he's done. <laughs> when we'll she just leave a few voicemail. She closes her trunk of memories with the dog scrapbook in it. She also puts the flowers in there from Ellis. And sometime later... We don't know how long it's been. I think it's, it's not only February yet. It's only been a few days, I think. Um, Ellis shows up outside of her apartment with actual flowers, and she is not okay with this at all. She is creepy. If as you fuck. had, if a girl had this reaction to you figuring out where she lives, this is where you say, "Are you hiding from someone?" <laughs> Because this is where you have that revelation. Oh my God, she's hiding from someone. Mm-hmm. She was abused. She was like she's a criminal. She, she won't. She's tell in me witness protection, and she won't. She's real pissed that I figured out. Like where she's she lives. she's clearly freaked out. Like beyond, I'm angry because I told you leave me alone, and you're not. All of a this sudden, is she's beyond that. Jennifer, like that's she's clearly freaked out. Like dude, read the room. <laughs> See my blue head. Yep, she's watch clear, episode on uh, My Blue Heaven. She's clearly in witness protection or fleeing a violent <laughs> husband. Or, or a criminal. I mean, could be, but... You never know. Could be. I'm either. a man in love, so right, I'm going right, to assume right. that it's an abusive relationship. Yes. Look, you so, send me location. She's like, look, you should have waited to hear from my me. My bird. And there's a reason I don't tell people where I live, and I'm moving, and this isn't going to work anyway, and we're done. Yeah, and get the fuck lost. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what do I have to do to get rid of you? It's after a while. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. This is how protective orders happen. So then he gives the flowers to a random lady on the street and seems to really make her day. <laughs> well, let me ask you. As a woman, if you were just walking in the street, some guy was like, here you go, and did nothing else. Here's your flowers. Walked away. Would that make your day? No. But that's just me, and I have a no flowers rule because the cats will ruin them. I would have to give them to somebody else. <laughs> But you could. If I came home and said some strange dude just handed me these flowers, what would you do? I think somebody gave you flowers. <laughs> like somebody you know. Yeah, so she would and have then to we would get in a too. fight. And then we would get in a fight because I'd be like, no, it's just this random dude. And he'd be like, I don't believe you. What are you doing when you say you're at work late? <laughs> Whoa. So I couldn't take them. I'd have to throw to them in the trash. She did go to that <laughs> I brought, I bought myself flowers at Wegmans, and he freaked out for two days. She was one thing. Maybe they start showing up at the old office. Oh wow! So then, I think that Adeline goes to Fleming's house to help her pack up. To I think so too. Because it didn't look like Adeline's house. No. And they're looking at all these photo albums of Fleming's. I like the name Fleming, by the way. And they're, they're getting very uh, nostalgic. And, uh, and Fleming is like, look, I don't think you need to keep running. I really don't think anybody's looking for you anymore, Ma. <laughs> I think you're probably fine and you should live and enjoy your life. Yeah, because in about 10, 15, 20 years, you're not going to be able to do this shit anymore. <laughs> you're not going to be able to just make up stuff and hide. Technology's it's very coming. hard. So you might as well just enjoy it. Because you're going to end up on a table someday. And she's like, well, love is just heartache if you know there's no future. And she's like, even when you know there is a future, it's often heartache. Yeah. But it's still worth it 
and I would fall in love tomorrow if I had your energy and your looks. And she's like, well, I did meet a guy, but then I was real mean to him. (laughs) No, then I had an appropriate level of boundaries. (laughs) And she's like, well, just apologize to him and and, uh, try to have another chance. And then she just said, fuck it, come back. He'll take her back. (laughs) He didn't have to stalk her for half the movie. Yeah. But clearly he was stalking her, so he is going to take her back. And by the way, you can't end up with this lady, with this dude. You can't what? You can't end up with him. (laughs) You're putting your foot down? Do you forbid it? Oh, shit. No, but you don't want to hear. That's not how your dad used to do it. Ah. She would never say that. How do you know she would never say that? How would you like to be tunnel buddies with your dad? (laughs) Tunnel buddies. Eskimo Brothers, you've heard this term? No. No. Tunnel Brothers. Oh my god, I just can't. (laughs) No. Okay, anyways. (laughs) It's like dating a girl with the same name as your mother. You ain't having it. (laughs) So she goes to his place and apologizes and asks if she can make it up to him by taking him somewhere he's never been. And he agrees. So she takes him to what was once... An indoor drive-in theater. And she chops them up. Because of city ordinances, they couldn't make it an open-air theater, so it's completely enclosed, and the cars would drive in, and then they would watch the movie. But the lady who made it, or had it made, was quite eccentric. It's fucking awesome. And she had, basically, this a planetarium put in the ceiling. <laughs> And complete with constellations, and you pull um, a lever, and Which, the stars turn on. Nowadays, it would be, be like, oh, that's cool. But back, what would, what did this open, like the 40s? She said it was in the 30s. The okay. lady started it in the 30s. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me they gave that lady a Nobel Prize. I don't know. I hope <laughs> they started using it during COVID. That would be cool. <laughs> and there's just it's a room with a bunch of old cars in it. Should it. be. Yeah, why are the cars still there? I thought maybe, maybe it's those on a were movie Adeline's lot. old cars. <laughs> I thought maybe it was on a movie lot or something. Maybe she owns it. Who knows? I thought she bought it at some point and it was hers and she just stored her old cars in there. <laughs> in case she uh, wants to watch a movie. <laughs> and for a, there was a brief moment car. where I was like, is this hers? But it wasn't because she was too young when it opened. She did seem to talk about this lady as if as she, she knew, knew her. <laughs> so... uh they sit in one of the old cars and look at the stars and drink wine. And then they talk about astronomy and history and the future. They drink real wine. BT dubs. <laughs> one of my wines is in this movie. I was so excited. <laughs> Tony does get excited with his wine. Like, yeah! It's like, hey, Bella Glost, represent! <laughs> like, Let's go crack a bottle. Strange. Part. Reminds me, I have a bottle of wine. I've had it upstairs forever. I need to drink it. So, New Year's is coming. He's like, speaking of the near future, will you come with me to my parents for the weekend for their 40th wedding anniversary? So, man, so just... I made you so upset that you stopped talking to me, and now you've apologized to me, so maybe we could casually date. But instead, I'm going to totally jump the shark and bring you to a very serious event for <laughs> multiple days in my mom's house. <laughs> but she agrees as long as she can drive. So that we can see that she drives like a race car driver. No surprise, she was in an accident. <laughs> well, she's been driving a very long time. Jesus, these 
dogs tonight. <laughs> you accidentally give him Hormel chili when we were at the Chick Fil A. Oh shit, we forgot. Is that bad? Yeah, I don't know. They is it bad? Two cans of it each. All I can smell right now is my beautiful perfume that I got for Christmas. Mm, that's nice. Instead of the don't happen to have big giant that. steaming turd that it smells like over by you. Oh, so. She drives Carly's really, eyes are watering. really fast, <laughs> and he's like, you know that there's not usually sobs in the Daytona 500 because they're not meant to be driven like this. And then he's like, hey, pick up that girl right there. And she's like, no, I don't want to get stabbed. And he says, that's my sister. <laughs> so she slams on the brakes. Oh, well, you know what? To be fair, that's not her fault. You yeah. don't just say, hey, pick up this random person walking. Yeah, oh, first of all, it's late at night. Yes. It's dark, and it's a... Looks like a homeless her. person. Yeah, no, I'm not picking up some strange chick. So this is his sister, Kiki. She's a weird one. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Sister's name's Kiki. Tag on Gaish. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember. I was going to say, is this actress been in something? I don't nope. think so. Tango and Gaish. I'm sorry, who? Tango <laughs> and Gaish. That's an amaze. I think. <laughs> All right, so when they arrive at his parents' house, Ellis's dad recognizes Adeline. But the real question is, what were you doing on the couch with the elephant man? Rambo is a pussy. And he's like, you look just like this lady that I used to know. What? Adeline Bowman. And she's like, that's my mom. (laughs) That's a very, it's like, she panicked. Yeah. She would not have said that was my mom. She'd be like, oh, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I have to leave immediately. <laughs> be like, oh, I've never heard of Adeline Bowman. No, it's my mom. Damn it, you fucked it up. <laughs> so everyone is kind of weirded out by how stupefied the dad is. <laughs> well, the yeah, dad is uh, dealing with some stuff. Because at first... They were like, oh, we're not tired. Everything's cool. But then William came in and got all weird. Yeah. And then they were like, we're going to bed. <laughs> Suddenly, we're uh, very tired. <laughs> some non-solo nights. This girl, Kiki, was in Final Destination 3. Hmm. 3. She was in John Tucker Must Die, a teen movie that I really like. Or right. I used to, anyways. I Maybe saw. I can't deal with it now. Who knows? <laughs> and a movie called Charlie St. Cloud co-starring Zac Efron where he gets in a car accident and that kills his younger brother and he survives and he's given the gift of seeing the spirits of his dead brother and others. I saw a movie with Zac Efron when I was sitting on the couch dope out last year but he played Ted Bundy. Oh yeah. Would you find him attractive if he was something in vile. Well Ted Bundy was pretty attractive so maybe he killed uh, but, a bunch of people. But, that's but how I did it. hear about that. I would like to see that movie, I think. Maybe. I watched it. Where were it's you? It's hard to say. I was not home. I was home alone a lot. <laughs> you were. And on lots did of drugs. Did you watch Home Alone? Uh, yeah, I would have watched Home Alone. <laughs> it was around Christmas, so yeah. But I was on a lot of um, Percocets. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotta be home alone. I think Elvis came over once. <laughs> that All was right. a weird day. Then we get a flashback liked you. to when <laughs> William met Adeline. When he helped her push start her car way back in the day. <laughs> they had a whirlwind romance when he was in college. In France. So the next morning around the breakfast table, his parents learned that Jenny and Ellis met in an elevator on New Year's Eve. And William tells of Adeline and how they met and how she encouraged him when he wanted to leave med school. 
all of his reminiscing and the look in his eyes when he talks about Adeline upsets his wife, who does not like feeling like she was his second choice, especially on their anniversary weekends. Ouch. I could see that. That would make sense. He's like, are you jealous? (laughs) And she's uh, like, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Like, lit up when you talked about her. He's like, look, it was a very brief, fleeting thing, and... You're the love of my life. That doesn't make it better. And (laughs) I'm happy that to be with you and yada, yada, yada. She said, I'm so happy to be stuck with you. Mm. (laughs) Because I can see you're happy to be stuck with me. That night they play Trivial Pursuit. Yes, he's Apparently William has a 47-game winning streak. Jesus, he's one smart cookie. They play ladies versus gents and Jenny... Slash no, Adeline. they play Adeline versus the world. <laughs> Which? Because you can say, oh, we won. You didn't do yeah. anything. I will tell you that the version of Trivia Pursuit makes a very big difference when you're playing. Yeah. Because if you're playing older versions and you're young, it's very hard because you've never heard of any of this stuff. Mm. And the science has changed and the politicians have changed. So it makes sense that if they're playing a very old version, she'd be really good at this. Mm-hmm. As would Which is probably the one William. that he plays. Yeah, he's not playing the horror edition or the Friends edition. The Golden Bells. He's playing. He once played the Star Wars edition with a bunch of like hardcore Star Wars fans. No, that was and fun. Almost won. Nice. <laughs> they were mad. <laughs> and you hate Star Wars. I know. I just got lucky. I just kept getting the questions that I get. Were just shit I knew. <laughs> wow, I got was stuff like, about... <laughs> who was the who was the cinematographer, and he got. C-3PO's buddy was. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like, I totally admit that I have, like, the easiest fucking questions in the world. <laughs> but I came this close to winning. Oh, <laughs> what was the name of the special effects company used? Oh, God, guys. <laughs> Anyways, while they That's play, really Kiki tells at, uh, Jenny that they used to have a family joke. That one was me. About <laughs> <laughs> Dad loses oh, trivial pursuit, or Della appears, and it turns out that the comet that her dad, that the dad discovered, he named Della, supposedly Uh-oh. after his aunt Adele. Nope, it was after that. <laughs> <laughs> so later on, Jenny goes outside and comes across William, who's out there smoking a pipe and stargazing, and she's like, "Hey, why'd you name that comet after my mom?" <laughs> Isn't that sweet, sweet? Well, never mind. And he's like, "It's a near miss." So a miss, because a near miss is a hit. Is a hit. <laughs> that is true. That's a George Carlin skit. Yeah. <laughs> but he says it was we... supposed to pass by it's the like, earth. Fuck you! And we're be, getting in the yeah. like, like the closest the comet to pass by the earth, and it it but missed the earth. So and she he came close with her but missed. Are we pre boarding? We getting on before we get on? Mm-hmm. So that night, Ellis tells Jenny that he is falling in love with her and can't imagine his life without her. And the next day... Of course you are, because you're obsessed with me, because you're a creepy stalker. (laughs) not wrong. I still think he's romantic and wonderful, and this movie kept making me cry. But I'm just saying. Facts are facts. It's because he's hot. If it was Thomas Lennon, it would not be the same movie. It might be like a different trailer cut for that movie. Facts are facts. So I come home, and she's like, well, I keep crying. I'm like, why? (laughs) That's never a good sign. <laughs> so, She's so romantic. I'm like, when? The next <laughs> Did we watch day, the right movie? <laughs> when Ellis is out for a run, William notices, or he, Jenny comes out and talks to him, and he sees a bug on her head, and it's a ladybug. But she puts her hands up and ducks her head, and he gets the bug off, and he sees a scar on her hand. 
Uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. That is not Jenny. That is Adeline, and he knows it. Because he stitched it up himself. Yeah. When they were hiking together. Sorry, because I wasn't very good at it. Look how crooked it is. Yeah. I mean, he did quit med school right after. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes into a shed or outbuilding or whatever it is and finds a picture the only picture he seems to have of them. And you can see that her hand is all bandaged up up in the picture and she uses it to partially obscure her face because she doesn't like her picture being taken. (laughs) He confronts her. He's like, I know who you are, Adeline Bowman. Oh, snap. I stitched your hand up myself. The fuck is going on? That's why it's such a terrible scar. (laughs) And she's like, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea why I am, you're right, the same woman. <laughs> I'd have made some shit up like wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm Galinda the elf princess. <laughs> when I vanished, I fell through a wormhole and just came back here. I've been in a place called Narnia. If you don't let me bang <laughs> your son, I'm going to use my magic on you. <laughs> but she's like, That's why I, I, can't be I wanted to tell you... <laughs> But I couldn't because I was afraid because you know what they would have done to me. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. They'd have chopped you he's up. Like, I'd, I'd have wrote your ass right off. <laughs> FBI. And he was in med school. You're going to want met. this one. And she, yeah, uh, she's like, you don't know how much it hurt when I left you. And he's like, I think I do. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, you never told anyone. And she says, no, but if I were, it would be Ellis. And he's like, don't disappear on Ellis the way you disappeared on me. And she's like, I don't know how to not. Now, how much of this is Ellis is the one or she's lonely? Because she is really on this Ellis train pretty hard. And <laughs> she can't even see how creepy I'm telling you, their timers had to have gone. Hers was somehow beeping through the, and, through the frozen. <laughs> and how much, of, how much of this is Ellis trying to get something he wants because he's a little rich boy. He's probably not used to not getting what he wants. So he's really trying to get her because she won't lap him. So what I'm saying is next year, are they still yeah. hot and heavy? Or are they like... Oh well. Yeah, now because you I find out her. used to have sex with my no, dad. No, no. And it's oh, weird. I've given myself to somebody. Oh, okay. They're in the real life. It would not work out. But in the mythical universe right. of this, it they're together forever. Right. That's right. And that's what I want. As soon as you found out, you banged my dad. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. No, he's okay with that though, because <sighs> she tells him everything. Yeah, he's not okay. With in that. the end, no, in the hospital. Okay no. no. Okay. One thing you didn't want your dad to say to you, yeah, I used to bang your wife. Well, it's one of those things like, you know, 12 years down the road, she's like, did you take that trash out? You still bang my dad? Oh, wow. You got the trash. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. These are things that happen. This is the real deal. Like, you can't get over some shit. So she runs. (laughs) She would Like you do. Through the woods, amazingly beats Harrison Ford in a car back to the house. (laughs) Well, he's old. He drives slow. <laughs> he can't see. I thought maybe anymore. the path to drive on, like she cut across, and I yeah, I assume around. too. It's whatever. Wormhole. Ellis has gotten back from his run. He's She's in the a shower. Mm. She quickly packs her bag, writes him a note, and Here's then the steals his car and drives away. <laughs> or the devil. Which why he just called the cops and reported his car. My girlfriend stole my car. <laughs> my girlfriend stole my car. Could you please pull her over? I want my car. Guess what? They'd stop her. <laughs> then press charges. If they happen to come yeah. across her, yeah. Yes, but it would keep. So they have a, the, you know, what do they call the the thing where they're looking? APB. The APB. 
And all Bold points Adeline bulletin. bulletin. Adeline points bulletin. <laughs> right. Adeline points bulletin. So Ellis finds Plus she's note. a known speeder. And, and she's runs... a shitty driver. She's going to hit something soon. <laughs> he runs down the stairs. He wants to take his dad's car to go after. And William's like, nah. she's gone. She's not coming back. She can't explain. We'll get you another sob. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and he's like, give me your damn car. <laughs> and he's like, do you love her? Really love her? How do I know that? You just know. Yes, I love her. Here's my keys. What the fuck was that? <laughs> You practically begged her not to leave your son, and then you're not immediately giving him your car keys? So they need to have this moment for the scene, so Paris and Borman show his range as an actor. Because he's an actor. Unless he's like, it's it's only going to cause, like, is he trying to prevent him from being in as well, much pain as he And I was? think he's trying to protect if him. If he just said, son, I just want you to know I slept with your girlfriend. That, that might have <laughs> ended that shit. <laughs> Say what now? I mean, it was 50 years ago. Not 50 years ago, but you know. It we was have bumped some More ovens. than 40. He's been married to his mom for 40 years. <laughs> 50 years ago, I banged a girlfriend. She likes it when I... you do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See? Anyways. Tunnel buddies. This is what tunnel buddies do. That's game This is the second over-ies. time that Harrison Ford game has ovaries. had sex with someone in his family. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Sure, dead. yeah. So... Uh-huh. As, and it was creepy then, too. As Adeline runs, she remembers all the time she's Ooh. running the past. So he went full circle. She pulls Because he was the over. son, now he's the dad. She calls Fleming, and she's like, look, you Both were right. Both mm-hmm. I'm done running. And then she's going to go back. But she doesn't look before she turns around. And she gets hit by a truck. Mm, that drives that away. That drives off. That's a yeah. tow truck. It's a tow truck. That drives away. <laughs> I was going to hit stopped him. and back up and everything and looked. I'm like, oh, okay. He's going to get out. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Understand this. And then this motherfucker drove away. I know. Because I was like, damn, of all the things, you got hit by a tow truck. Well, at least that's fine. You know? And then he's like, peace out, bitches. I was like, wow, really? Maybe an ambulance will hit her next. <laughs> It'll just be her day. Coincidentally, oh, on this very night... No, I think believe the word you're looking for is amazing. <laughs> for the first time in 78 years, snow begins to fall in this part of Sonoma, California. Which means it would not be cold. Adeline, who has been thrown from the vehicle, is dying of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. Ellis, it would take a really long time at that temperature. Yeah. Stops on the side of the road where he sees people waiting for an ambulance, presumably... He sees that it's Jenny. But none of them are down by the bottom. <laughs> no, no. They're all They're like, wow, just, that's a car flip. I oh, called well. the ambulance, but I'm going to stand up here because that looks yeah. slippery. Is she, is she choking on her own blood? I don't want to twist shame. an ankle. She looks dead. Yeah. I didn't know bones bent like that. Oh, well. Anyway, what's on Jesus Facebook? Christ. He tries to do My CPR. My leg is broken. could be gangrenous. Smells like almonds. The voiceover tells us her body temperature gets down to 87 degrees. Her heart stops. Paramedics arrive and they use defibrillators, which jumpstart her heart. They take her to the hospital. It also knocks whatever that weird thing happening to her DNA knocks it out of that perfect alignment. So now she starts to age. Telomeres start popping off again. (laughs) So at the hospital, they can find no long-term damage associated with the crash. She's in completely perfect, remarkable health. Ellis goes to her room, tells her that he knows she ran away because he told her he loved her, and she kisses him and tells him that she loves him too, but that's not why she ran away. And then she tells him everything. And he stays. (laughs) Well, you gotta wonder, doctor, concussion? (laughs) (laughs) 
So she said, Doctor, is there nothing I can take? <laughs> doctor, to cure my belly ache. So they put the, the lime, lime in, in the, the coconut. coconut. That's right. So then Fleming arrives and introduces herself as Jenny's, gran- Jenny's grandmother. But Adeline is like, he knows. Like, knows, knows. And then Fleming starts to cry and hugs him. And then we cut to that. I really wanted her to just say, Dad. <laughs> At one point. I just wanted it. And I know she never would because she's not that kind of lady. <laughs> but in the little bit at the end, the epilogue where it's New Year's Eve, I just wanted her to say, have fun, Mom. Have fun, Dad. <laughs> because if that was me, that's what I would do. You would call him Dad? Oh, man. If my would... mom was immortal and got a new boyfriend who was like 30 <laughs> and I'm 82, I would fuck with him so long. Would you call him out? Call him dad in public. <laughs> like dad, dad, daddy-o. Yes. <sighs> we flash back to the 40th anniversary party and listen to a toast that William gives in Kathy's honor. And he worked I wrote, on really hard. Just to show us that he doesn't pine for Adelon. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, which, he had some friends proofread that motherfucker, Which man. here's the thing. Like, he named a comment. Like, hey, he loved her. To, he I wanted to, to marry her. Speech. And he even, he named a comment after her because she was a near miss. But on the flip side, that doesn't mean that he didn't love Kathy and Kathy wasn't the love of his life. And yeah. maybe he wouldn't have been happy with Adelaide. She was someone that he met and it changed his life and his perspective on life. And he left his job and he became this astronomer and he met this woman and they had a wonderful marriage. Like, mm-hmm. But she's her lobster. Yeah. Sometimes bad things happen, so good things can happen. Yeah, sometimes you don't marry that person so that you can marry this person. Right. So Think about how we, different your life would be if you married somebody else. Yeah. Then we get an epilogue. I don't want to. They got a new puppy. It's a year later. There's a new puppy. Um, Reese the 27th. Maybe Fleming lives with them? <laughs> it's unclear. I yeah. don't know. She's there, though. Maybe she's it's just visiting for her mom's board. birthday. Maybe. They're going out for New Year's Eve. You should Eve. go see Fleming. It's hard for Fleming to go to them. And Adeline finds a gray hair. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, how could she see a gray hair? I She's thought she would see a fucking blonde. <laughs> I thought she would see a wrinkle or something because she was in the mirror. I'm like, oh, she's gonna find like a crow, little little crow's foot or something like that, a little something. No, it's a gray hair. Just the one. She didn't find she, it when she was doing her hair. So she's <laughs> looking. She would she's go. like, okay, let's go. She comes go, back uh, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. She go, do oh, I have a, I have a mustache and, and hair, chin hair? Am I hitting menopause immediately? <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden it turns to uh, the case of Benjamin Button. Yeah, it starts de-aging. Why do all ladies have to have mustaches and chin hair? <laughs> Isn't that what happens with menopause? I don't know. I'm learning all this stuff, guys. You said the, 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 the placenta pulls spot. off and becomes an egg? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just yes, that's well, exactly what well, happened. Well, Please tell me more about the woman's robot. And it unfurls. <laughs> oh, Tony. It unfurls and Tony, baby parts fall out. Tony, just tell me about this movie. Please. Please. Tony, can you read that for us? It unfurls, that there, right there. and then the mouse sucker pops out. I know, out. I'm just the kidding. Just the tell me, just tell me your thoughts. No, that's aliens. Then, okay. okay. Oh, well, same thing. My favorite character is William because it's Harrison Ford. My least favorite character <laughs> is Ellis because he's a creeper. <laughs> but he might be a good Namor. My favorite line is... Uh, the. The uh, when Ellis and Adeline are in there and he's explaining about how the universe works and all this stuff and how we can see so far and all that. I like that. I don't know enough to write it down, but I did like it. When they talk about how all of our advanced technology is letting us see further and further, but it turns out what we're seeing is the past because yeah. the speed of light, light and everything, is, by yeah. the time we see it, it's already in the past. 
favorite scene was the Harrison Ford flashback with the car. Um, because I thought that was cool. You told me that it was a uh, impersonator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Harrison actor that wasn't dubbed. Yeah. It. He yeah. does a Harrison Ford that impression. That was really cool. And that's why they hired him. And my favorite Trisha, <laughs> he looked a little bit like him. <laughs> and he, he does, does a really good. Him. Yeah, and it was. My favorite Trisha object is the car she had, the MGA 1600 Mark One. My dad had one kind of like that, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Seen it. And I'll uh, a light yay. This <laughs> It was kind of predictable, like the whole thing, but it was still it was still cool. And it's good to see Harrison Ford in something where he's not, you know, stabbing people and blowing stuff up. Okay. All right, John. All right, so my favorite character is really hard to pick. Because <laughs> there's none that I really love. I'm like, oh, that's my favorite character. But I'm going to go with Fleming. Okay. Because Fleming, you know, she was fun. Because of Ian Stood Fleming. by her mom. No, she stood by <laughs> her mom. Can you imagine being super flooding? understanding, she's, and she was really okay she's with. Real cool. <laughs> she's been through some shit. You just yeah. keep getting older and visiting your mom. Am I going to be immortal same? too? What the fuck, mom? <laughs> How did this skip a generation? Yeah. You are bitch. my kids going to be immortal? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. So I You're go a witch. With, I go with Fleming, and uh, my least favorite character is Ellis because creeper. Um, he's not a white knight. Yeah. My favorite line is Ani Amore Bicchieri Divino Non Non Chicanti Mai. Uh, years lovers wines, years lovers glasses of wine. These are things that should never be counted. Good line. It is she a good says line. You have no idea. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> He's like, um, wow, she means that she had that many lovers. Yeah. But there's only Maybe. lovers left. Yeah. <laughs> there's only lovers left alive. That's I true. mean, look, she's not she married. Was, she's she's been married. She's been on the market for about a hundred years. She's probably. <laughs> It's more than a handful. She's been around. Yeah. But, you know, hey, good for her. Since we've mentioned it twice on this episode, go listen to our episode on Only Lovers Left Alive, <laughs> especially if you want to hear about Elaine's hatred of Yaks wigs. Yaks wigs. And that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pretty my much. favorite scene is when Harrison Ford's like, you're her, I know you're her. I sewed up that hand, you're it. And she's like, Argh. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know why I like that scene the best. It's just something about someone finally catching her. Mm. Gotcha! Um, and my favorite tertiary object is the movie theater okay. with, the, with the cars. That was cool. And I wasn't a huge fan of this movie. <laughs> I didn't think it would be. <laughs> this, this wasn't made for me. I didn't like it. Um, I could see how someone would like this, but not me. So I, I have to give it i I'm going to give it a maybe. Oh, <laughs> because I can see where this is a flick for people. This is made, and this is definitely something. So you should check that out. Those weird people, and yeah, you're entitled to your weird things. No, I was <laughs> thinking something when I started writing. I'll tell you in a minute. All right, Elaine. All right, my favorite character is Adelaine. Like gets happy when I do a maybe. Or Adelaine. <laughs> I'll take it. Adeline. Um, I just like her. Uh, my least favorite character is Ellis, not because I don't like him, but because He's he creepy. did. Well, my problem is He's we didn't really see enough of their relationship to to feel like he really knew her mm-hmm. or cared about her. That's like true. it went he it went from him being kind of a creepy stalker to them being like deeply in love. Yeah. Like I just I wanted feel like to we missed a couple months. Yeah. I feel like it needed to breathe. Yep. And at one point I looked at the time and we were an hour in the movie and we hadn't even met like Harrison Ford's character yet and I just feel like there was, we should have spent more on some stuff and less on other stuff. There, I needed that relationship to breathe a little bit more. Um, I could have been down to watch more dates. They had cool dates. 
<laughs> my favorite scene is from everything from the second accident to the end. Okay. I just like how everything gets wrapped up. I'm, I like a happy ending. <laughs> uh, my favorite tertiary object is the book of flowers <laughs> or the bouquet of books. Yes. Uh, and my favorite line is the toast. When I first met this lovely lady back in the olden days, I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do with my job, but I didn't really know what I wanted to be as a man when I grew up, if I ever grew up. But the commitment <laughs> that she made to our marriage and our family to me, the quality of her love led me to understand that I could have no greater ambition in life than to be the best possible husband I could be for her, and I'm still working on it. I love sappy marriage toast. <laughs> Because Elaine loves sappy marriages. <laughs> I love it. I want everyone to be married. I want them to be married forever. I want to hear the story about how you've been married for 50 years. Make it it makes me so life. happy. I always but root for marriage, and I always am sad when I people get divorced. Even if they're awful and hate each other, I still am sense. sad but that they got divorced. <laughs> I don't ever want anyone to get divorced. I want everyone so to be right. married forever. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but um, So I had told John earlier... That we were going to have the opposite ratings for these two movies that we <laughs> that we had been watching. Because I knew with the last movie, he would like it and I did not. <laughs> and I knew with this movie that I would like it and he did not. So but you're going to maybe it, a it a too. No, I'm going to give it a yay. Because I was thinking that as I started to write your name, but then I wrote my name. name. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking of myself. <laughs> well, she's very self-centered. <laughs> she's like, I write my name because you're not important. Oh. Mm. That's not what I said. Because brain likes Swiss Did cheese. Did you not hear about how I love No, you like proposed. You like big flowery relationship stuff, but you didn't say you wanted me to give a speech. I like it when my husband cooks me dinner and takes care of me because he loves me and it makes him happy to see me happy. Because I love him and I love the way he takes care of me because I love you. I brought you flowers. <laughs> yes. Anyways. All right. I give it a yay. My favorite character, also Adeline. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character was Kiki. I just didn't like her. <laughs> she didn't have the a sister. She was, was. It feels like there, there was she no point of, ha- of him having a sister yeah. at all. I'm, and I, when she said that you needed more, I'm, I'm like, they could have cut the sister, and they could have cut the dog story, or they could've... and we could have gone on three more dates. <laughs> or they could have. Then there's no dead dogs. Or they could have enhanced or extended the sister and made her hate Adeline because she knew something was creepy because she's a There's girl something too. Off, yeah. And she's like, this is fuck this fuck this female chick. intuition. But they just made her and weird. And pushed her dad into finding <laughs> out. They didn't need to spend a whole weekend at the parents' house. They could have just been spending the night and the party was the next day. Yeah. They could like we we got like four scenes with this dog. Didn't need that. Yeah. No. We needed really two scenes with the dog. One, she has a dog, two she comes back from spending the night at Ellis's house, and the dog died. Mm-hmm. So not only was she with this man that she's not sure she should be with, but also she wasn't there when her dog died. <laughs> that would have been good. That's a pretty. That's pretty rough. It's a bad day. It's a rough weekend. And All I right. actually checked. I'm like, was it the next day? But it wasn't. No. <laughs> but it could have been. Like, right, let her finish. All right. My favorite scene was their dates. I, I liked when they went and saw the boats. I liked when they went to the movie that's theater. Interesting. Uh, my favorite line was was with Kiki, actually, when she <laughs> says, have you done him yet? And Adeline says, yes, 10 minutes ago, right where you're sitting. <laughs> that is funny. That's a good call. line. That's a good fucking <laughs> line. I forgot about that line for right now. But you know what? I'm going to change mine. <laughs> it's too late. You're locked in. I thought it was excellent. 
My favorite tertiary object, also the flowers. I knew it would be. <laughs> as soon and as I'm I saw that, I was like, oh my god. I'm also going to get it. I enjoyed it. I know to get Carly next year for Christmas. I got you flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Red flower. They have to be clever flowers. No. <laughs> Mix and match. Here's some red flower and white only into the book. <laughs> you should do like flowers in the attic, flowers for Algernon. <laughs> All right, so. Oh shit, I it's forgot you. to pick a song. Um, Sweet Adeline. <laughs> bow, bow, John bow. recommends Mr. T's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, somebody pull up a song. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast or email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And randomly, Tony posts things on the Facebook page. Yes, he does. That go, are on, go on there to see Will's breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> that became Amanda it. and Achilles' breakfast. I, I don't know that I would have eaten it if I was there. It doesn't look like something I would want. So. <laughs> That is just but one of the myriad of reasons that you're different than Will. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I do like Will a lot, though. No, Will's, Will's good people. <laughs> All right, and tune in next week. On the podcast. Maneater? Yeah. For Elaine's pick. Um, <laughs> I've decided to go with something I'm sure John's going to be very excited about. Well, because about. she had a bunch of you know lovers throughout the years. Watch out. She's amazing. I want to point out that this is going to so be the up. episode right before... Our 250th. Oh, oh yeah, so you're right. <laughs> the next episode will be the last episode where we cannot have an intro because <laughs> Audra said we had to get one by our 250th. Oh, um, just put that out there. We haven't talked about it at all. Josh, <laughs> we've been talking about it a lot. To go back to one of my favorite genres, Wait. swords and sandals, I'm going the Beastmaster. <laughs> it's awesome. currently free on Prime. It should be free all the time. <laughs> Carly oh, doesn't know what she's getting into. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, man. So this movie. She doesn't even know about Odo and Poto yet. Yeah, right? <laughs> There's a tiger. Just putting it out there. Okay. There's cool bat monsters. What year did that come out? Like, 72? 1982. 82. Yeah. Beastmaster. Beastmaster, wow. I haven't seen that movie in... Since 1982? Since Adeline only owed a million dollars. I just like the song, so I'm just going to... I like the song, too. Mm -hmm. You think Adeline's the main leader? Um, She's had a lot of lovers. No, dude, you should have played Somebody's Watching You. For <laughs> <else>. <laughs> um, actually. Mm -hmm. 